The children woke to the sound of Erin shouting, Ship! 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 Make signal! Make signal! All of the girls jumped up and they all ran down to the shore and grabbed damp seaweed that was half-dried in the morning sun. They ran and piled it on the bonfire that Bronwyn had kept going throughout the night. The smoke billowed out of this big fire and sent a sooty tower up towards the clouds. There was, in the distance, a ship. They could see the silhouette quite well against the light blue sea. They shouted and screamed and some of them took off their jumpers and waved them about. But the boat didn't see them. It sailed on by. This is the seventh time it's happened, said Erin. I don't know what to do. Have you thought about making a raft, said Sophia. Aye, we've thought about that, Sophia, but we wouldn't get very far. Normally, when they looked out to sea, it was hazy. The heat made the water evaporate from the sea, and they couldn't see so far. But this morning in particular, it was cooler than usual, and they could see farther than they'd seen in a long while. Bromwyn, as usual, had her telescope, and she walked the entire way around the island to see if anything new was to be spotted. When she was doing her rounds, as it was such a clear day, she did spot something. Land ahoy! she shouted. Land ahoy! What do you mean? said Erin. We're on land. We want ships, not land. Look, said Roman. There's an island over there. I've not spotted it yet, but look! Erin ran up to her, and she grabbed the telescope and looked. You're right, Bronwyn, she said. How have we not seen that? I don't know, said Bronwyn. But look, maybe if we could build a raft, we could at least get as far as that. And then from there we might see something different. Surely that's got to be better than be stranded here for the rest of our lives. Come on, said Sophia. You know it makes sense, Erin. All right, all right, she said. Come on, girls and lads, she said, looking at the boys. Let's get making some rafts. So for the rest of that day, they spent the day making rafts. The rafts weren't much to look at. They were just platforms of logs tied together. Well, what we're going to use is a sail, said Erin. We can't paddle the whole way out there, can we? We might have to, said Kai. We haven't got much fabric between us. They looked around the island and there really wasn't anything. He then told them how him and Sophia had put their arms in the water and scoop-paddled their way into the middle of the lake. It's a very good suggestion, said Erin. But Kai, the ocean is no lake. I know, said Kai, but what else are we to do? We could make paddles, said Sophia. Look, there's big sticks here and there's big, thick pieces of bark. We could just attach one to the other. And so that's what they did. And they tried them out. They pushed the rafts out into the shallows and they paddled them along. They seemed sturdy and they seemed to float, and each raft fitted at least eight people. They had three rafts in total. And as night fell, it was still and calm. Look, said Erin, night time is not normally the time to travel, but a sea as calm as this. I'm telling you. Now's our chance. The stars were coming out and the moon was rising out of the sea. In an absolute still ocean, they paddled out. The paddles cut the surface of the ocean effortlessly. 
and sent the sparkling, reflected starlight rippling out. As they were paddling, Oren became alarmed. Erin, he said, Erin, there's dark shapes moving under our raft and I don't like it. Do you know what they are? Oh, I'd keep your toes in, said Erin. There's a few sharks round here. Might be one of them. The children started to panic. Sharks? I really don't like this, Erin, said Oren. Uh, what will we do? What if they're hungry? Look, said Erin, they don't want you. They want seals. And as long as you keep your lovely, juicy little toes on this raft, you'll be totally fine, she said. The children didn't seem reassured at all. Um, are you sure? they said. Yeah, I'm totally sure, said Erin. Believe me, if we all went around scared of sharks all the time, we'd never get in the ocean. Just don't think about them. Look up at the moon or something. Well, as much as the children wanted to look up at the moon and forget about the dark shapes under their raft, they couldn't. They'd seen pictures in books and they'd heard stories and the thought of their big teeth was giving them that eebie-jeebie feeling that made them want to run. But when you're stuck on a raft in a dark ocean, you've got nowhere to run. As the children tentatively paddled out and followed Erin, something bumped the underside of their raft. What is it? said Arthur. I don't like this. Just relax, said Erin. Look, the sharks around here anyway. They're not that big. They're not bigger than your raft. At that moment, one of the dark figures darted past them and then flashed up towards the surface and it leapt out and leapt back in again. In that moment, the children saw that it was not sharks. They weren't sure what it was. Could it really be what their eyes had just shown them? It was mermaids. Well, mer-people, boys and girls alike. They were dancing and leaping in the starlit sea. As they leapt, they laughed and sang. Muriana Lame Muriana Lame Muriana Lame The mer-children were scooping up the starlit reflections out of the water and throwing them at one another, showering each other in the starlight. Oren and Arthur, Kai, Sophia, Jan, Willem and Ember and Rowan looked on in amazement. Look, said Erin, it's not sharks after all, it's the Murray people. Not a word came out of the children's voices. They were too mesmerised, watching. Muriana Lame Muriana Lame Muriana Lame When the mer-children had stopped throwing the starlight at each other, they swam towards the rafts to investigate. For a moment they disappeared, and the children looked all around them to see if they could spot them. And then suddenly, breaking through the surface, came one, two, three, four children. 
They looked up with their dark eyes at the children. They touched the paddles. They stared into their faces. And then, when Oren had mustered up the courage to say something, he was just about to open his mouth, and they all disappeared again. There was a silence, and the ocean went dark. And then, around Erin's raft, the same happened. One, two, three, four, five, six this time. Six mer-children came and investigated the raft. They touched the logs, and they touched the paddles, and they looked up at the galley girls on the raft. Hello, said Erin, and again they all darted away. They were shy. The ocean was still and dark for a moment, and then on the third raft full of galley girls and Bronwyn, the same thing happened. But this time, instead of disappearing straight away, Bronwyn managed to say something to them. We're lost, she shouted, before they had chance to bob under the surface and disappear again. Help, please help, she said. This time the Mer children didn't disappear under the surface. They looked at her with compassion. Please, said Bronwyn. We're trying to find our ship. We're lost without it. It's our home and that island over there, which we can't see now because it's dark. We want to get there. Have you seen our ship? She said again. At this point, the children did disappear and the ocean was quiet. But then, as if out of nowhere, the rafts that they were on began to move. They moved with swift speed through the water. Ah, <sighs> said Sophia as she looked over to see two mer-children swimming beside them. They're pushing our raft, she said. They're pushing our raft. Erin bent over and looked to the side of her raft. You're right, Sophia, she said. They're helping us. Well, I hope they are, because they're taking us somewhere. For three hours, the Mer children swam with them and pushed their raft. And when the stars started to fade into the ever-lightening sky, they arrived on the banks of an entirely new island.